Hey there, welcome to night school. I'm walking downhill, walking down a very steep hill. Which is always more awkward for me than walking up a steep hill. Like having your feet at a downward slant <laughs> and just sort of slowly walking down a steep hill as I narrate this. Um, uh, plenty to talk about, plenty of current events to talk about, and I think it's worth talking about. Because there's a phrase, you know, I often use on here where I'll say, like, you know, you don't want to play the same game that somebody's playing who, well, let me put it this way. Like, if somebody's playing a game you don't like, you don't want to start playing that game yourself. And there are plenty of games that you end up having to play. Like, there, there's certain games in life when it comes to survival. You know, I mean, it's 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 the... You know, it's the pill that people swallow when they, you know, have to work at a job they don't like. Or for that matter, go to a social event that they don't want to go to. Things like that. You know, there's, there's little things where, you know, we all have to do little things. But there are also many times where we don't have to play the game that other people are playing when they're playing a game that we don't like to begin with. Or that we see as fundamentally bad, counterintuitive. Not just to us personally, but to everybody. And I, and I think what's playing out right now is maybe the best example I could ever come up with where, you know, there was a, a shooting, you know, last week, some days ago. And it was immediately painted a certain way. Nobody was going to budge on the narrative that they wanted that shooting to fit. Whether it had any truth to it, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I can't tell you. How would I know? Uh, you know, but people wanted it to fit a certain narrative, of course. As they do everything. As they do everything. Because they know everything. I mean, like I was talking about last night, everyone's a little expert. And they're especially little experts in events that they weren't directly involved in with people they didn't even know. People manage to know what everybody's thinking. That's the most amazing thing about the little experts these days. Is they also have no tact when it comes to a tragedy. They'll just use it. Oh, a tragedy? Let's use it. And uh, you can see where the, the shooting last week, you know. Some people saw it as advantageous to talk about it a certain way. And to use it to attack other people, which is interesting, to use a very real-life, horrible, deadly attack, and to use that as an opportunity to attack others, which happens in war all the time, of course. Uh, but, you know, what's going on, it, it is psychic warfare, it is psychological warfare, it is cultural warfare, to use the buzzword, the culture war. But then we, now that we have this other shooting, it's like it's like this game of ping pong where now there's something that the quote unquote other side can use to volley back with where they're like, oh, we can use this shooting to fit our narrative and we can use it to attack you. And because they came on the heels of each other, you know, one came on the heels of the other, it's really perfect timing for the game of ping pong. It's like choose your own mass shooter. And, of course, with the one that just happened, it's, uh, you know, I mean, people aren't wrong for seeing patterns in some of these events. You know, nobody's wrong for seeing patterns. Like, I would never blame somebody for, in earnest, 
seeing a you know for for seeing a pattern in the you know the shooting last week i would never blame somebody for seeing that as part of a pattern there is a pattern in the same way there's a pattern with the sorts of kids who shoot up their schools you know you, you should never I mean, if you're, if for that matter, if you're looking into anything, I mean, if you're sticking with, you know, violence, you know, if you're studying serial killers, like I studied serial killers for years, and as much as they were unique, you know, unique humans of horror, each and every one of them, there were also many patterns between them, which is fascinating, that these lone wolves have patterns, and it's something we also see from these, these shooters, you know, depending, but... There are different patterns to them as well. And so I don't blame anybody, point being, I don't blame anybody for seeing patterns. I don't blame anybody for seeing the white dude as part of a, a pattern. I don't blame anybody for seeing the, the Syrian Muslim dude as, as part of a pattern either, because there are patterns there. But what I don't like to see, what I really hate to see, is when people use those to play this game of ping pong, and you can see where there's people on the right who hate the game that the left was playing. Like, they despise the game that the left was playing last week with the first shooting. But now, because this shooting, because the details of this shooting turned out a certain way, because they revealed the shooter to be a certain type of person, now they can play the game themselves. And they think that's what they have to do. But it's like, if you don't like the game, don't play it. But the truth is, a lot of people like it. A lot of people like... I mean, it, it's why so many people over the last two months have really been more than happy to just play the, oh, look at how hypocritical the Democrats are game. And maybe that's important. You know, maybe it's important. I mean, it is. I think it's important that some people point that out and that other people are aware of it but you know you can be aware of it without having to point it out and like I wouldn't want to play that game like I made it a point I think a couple months ago because the hypocrisy started immediately you know two months ago the hypocrisy started immediately and we knew that you know if, if you again if you look at patterns it's like the patterns of politics you know that it doesn't matter who's in office who's in orifice you know there's going to be immediate Hypocrisy. There's going to be things that you can point out that they said that are different than what they're doing and things that they demonized, you know, Trump's felt for, that they are doing themselves. And it's not that I don't think people should point that out, but I guess it's how engaged do you want to be in the game? Like, do you really want to be the little bird? And I shouldn't, why use birds as an example? I don't, birds don't do this, but do you really want to be the little person? who, uh, you know, it's your entire purpose in life to point out the hypocrisies of the left. Like, do you really want that to be your purpose? I mean, I'm, if you listen to this show, you know I'm very critical of the left, and I don't identify at all with the modern left. shouldn't say at all, but I, I don't identify much. But I don't want to be part of this game that people play. Where it's just, oh, I'm pointing out this crack. I'm pointing out this here and there. Because to me, that it's already self-evident. It's already there. It's already obvious. And the people who are going to notice it are going to notice it no matter what. Because people are very aware. People aren't stupid. 
but that said, you know, maybe I feel that way in part because I know that somebody else is there doing it. If nobody else was pointing out this thing, because, you know, one of the reasons I do this show is, you know, I have takes on things that I sometimes, I wouldn't say they're the most unique in the world. You know, I share them with friends sometimes. We sometimes feel the same way. But one of the reasons I do this show is because I sometimes feel like there are takes, there are viewpoints that I'm just not coming across anywhere else that I have. And as a result, I want to express them. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started doing this show originally. And, uh, you know, maybe if, I, maybe if somebody else was saying what I'm already saying here, I wouldn't have a need to say it. You know, maybe that's kind of how I operate, where if there were people pointing things out, if there weren't people pointing some of these things out, maybe I would, you know, put it upon, my, upon myself to do that. But I'm really glad I don't have to do that. I'm really glad I don't have to be the person who goes, yeah, but look at what a hypocrite Obama bin Biden is because he's, he has the kids in cages too. You know, well, that's an important point, I think, to be aware of, if nothing else. It's like, I don't want to be the person who's just constantly reminding people of that. You know, because I was critical of the way the left played the game toward Trumpsfeld. And so, you know, when the right plays a similar game towards Obama bin Biden, you know, I'm just, how could I possibly encourage that? How could I possibly allow myself to endorse that? I can't. And so with this latest, this shooting thing, you know, it's, you, you know, I hate to see both people playing that game. And I personally don't want to be a part of it. On one hand, you know, I guess like, you know, I guess I'm glad everybody has their own story that they can spin. Because that apparently makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they're engaged, they're involved, but they're twisting their minds up. They're twisting their body. They're twisting everything up. I mean, I don't know that they're twisting their bodies up, but uh, uh, they're twisting everything valuable about themselves up when, when you play those kinds of games or you take tragedies or you take you know horrible violent events and you, you and you use them as a you know a socio-political ping pong racket meanwhile nobody's even hitting the ball like two people swinging with they're both playing ping pong but it turns out there's no ball in the middle they're just swinging their ping pong rackets wildly but each one is claiming they hit the ball that's what that game is to me and that's why i would never want to play it because like i said you know some games you do want to play some games you do enjoy playing some games you don't enjoy playing but you have to play them anyway work school obligation responsibility discipline you know things like that Sometimes you don't want to do those, but, you know, there's also something important to doing it. Your humanity depends on it, maybe. But there are these other, these horrible games that people are playing now, and... Like I said, just two people with ping-pong rackets swinging them wildly, claiming they hit the ball. Meanwhile, there's not even a ball in the game. And so I would say, I don't think anybody who listens to this show needs this advice. Because those of you, those of you who I, I talk to or I've heard from over the years, you know, it's not just because you like the show or have listened to the show. I don't know if you like it. 
<laughs> but it's not just because you, you've indulged me and in listened to the show, but uh, I'm really impressed by, you know, people I don't even know who have contacted me, which isn't a lot of people, you know, this isn't, this isn't a big show, but those of you who have seem really well balanced, <laughs> you know, well balanced with a good perspective. I don't know what's going on in your personal life, but still like it, what you've expressed to me is, uh, you know, honestly, really, really nice. Um, so I'm not trying to preach to anybody, anybody who listens to this show, but it's, it's always worth reminding. I mean, I, I say these, you know, I'm, I, I'm a fan of preaching what you need, saying what you personally need, because that's how it manifests. That's how you keep yourself on track. If I repeat myself on this show, part of that is because these are mantras and they're reminders for myself. And I will say... If you don't like the game somebody is playing, especially if you think that game is fundamentally corrupt, don't play it. Especially when it involves tragedies. And of course, tragedies are one of the most easily (laughs) manipulatable, I said it. For a second there, I thought I was gonna have to do what stuttering people do, people with stutters where they'll like start to say a word and they can't say it, so they have to change the word. Manipulative. Manipulatable. Hard word. That's a really hard word to say. Um, here I am making fun of stutterers. I stammer. I stutter. I have a stammer and a stutter sometimes. I can joke about it. But uh, not a real one. Not a, I don't think I have a diagnosable stammer. I just naturally stammer now and again. But yeah, it's you know just worth reminding, you know, don't play the game if you think the game is fundamentally corrupt, fundamentally ill-natured. And anytime people are playing ping pong with back-to-back tragedies, each of which fits a different narrative, each of which can be grabbed hold of by the opposing side. Because this, this isn't new, this didn't just start. I mean, this has been happening with every mass shooting for years. People use them. And not just for the gun argument. That one is actually one of the most understandable of all. Like, I understand, like, even though, you know, I, I, I've said this before, but it's... You know, it's me. It's me. And that's that I'm not pro-gun. I'm not anti-gun. I'm simply gun. I don't think the government should have a monopoly on weapons, even high-powered weapons. But that said, you know, I'm not a gun owner. And I'm always surprised. I used to be. I'm not surprised anymore. But when I was younger, like growing up in an environment where, you know, I had some friends whose families had guns. Not very many, but... Didn't grow up in a household with guns or anything like that. Although, no, we did have a gun that I inherited, but it was pretty much an antique. It was an old Colt 38 that my step-great-grandfather used in, God, it must have been World War I. Maybe World War II, but I think he, he was a bit older than that. Now, yeah, that would have been World War I. And he, I don't think he ever fired it. He was in the Navy, and I inherited it when I was a boy and then donated it to a gun collector that was a family friend. So I did, I, you know, I've known people with guns and everything. Uh, I was never scared of guns as a kid at all. I grew up around safe, responsible gun owners, the, the ones that I did know. So I've never had any fear of guns. 
but I know what they are. You know, I know how they can be used. Uh, and, you know, as an adult, you know, my attitude on guns is simply I'm not pro-gun, I'm not anti-gun, I'm simply gun. Because the reality is guns are here and they're not going anywhere. And as long as one person has a gun, it's hard for me to think that anybody shouldn't have a gun. You know, if one person has a gun, has that amount of power that even just one person with a gun can have, you know, it's hard for me to believe that anybody should be denied the same right. And that goes for government, you know. Well, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, there's a phrase like, I heard somebody say a while back, which was that, you know, the government should have a monopoly on violence. And that sounds very harsh, but that's more orderly, even though that's scary. Like, that's more orderly than violence being crowdsourced, you know? That's that's more orderly in, in some cases than... Uh, that privatized violence, like private security, private armies, warlords. That said, we know what governments are capable of. Again, patterns. We see the patterns that play out when the government are, is the only people who have high-powered weapons. And do we want that? Do we want the government to be unchecked in that way? I don't. I don't trust the government enough to want them to be the only people who have not just weapons, but high-powered weapons, even. And that's why the Second Amendment exists, I guess. I don't know, I'm not an expert in it. But that seems to be the reason, basic reason. But, uh, you know, since guns aren't going anywhere, we're not going to get rid of all the guns in the world. And be because of that, you know, I, it's hard for me to be anti-gun. It's hard for me to want you know, too many restrictions on gun ownership, but I don't own one myself, you know, and I, and I hate that I have to use that as a disclaimer because I shouldn't have to. I should be able to have whatever opinion I want, but we live in a world of disclaimers and no matter how much I try to avoid using them, I still feel myself involuntarily saying them. I still find myself saying, I'm not even a gun owner and I'm not against guns. I'm not against gun restrictions, whatever it is. I don't even know what my... See, I don't even know. I mean, somebody could just put an idea in front of me and I might think it's a great idea. Like, someone might come up with a, a, some genie. Some genie like Einstein might come up with the perfect new set of gun restrictions that makes sense for everybody and satisfies my own opinion about that. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I have a hardline stance. But my go-to stance is that I'm not pro-gun, I'm not anti-gun, I'm just gun. I just acknowledge that they exist and that they are a source of dangerous power. But, uh, anyway, uh, I understand why people, though, when, when, these, when situations like this happen, I understand why there are people who say, get rid of them. Like, I don't think those people are stupid. And that's something that does bother me about the pro-gun lobby, if you want to call it that, the, the pro-gun lobby, the lobby, the hotel lobby of people who like guns, the pro-gun the pro lobby. 
Uh, but, you know, people who are into that kind of thing, they have a tendency to think that those who react to mass shootings with an attitude of take the guns away or more restrictions, this shouldn't happen, we got to do something to stop this. Like, they have a tendency to be like, those people are so stupid for thinking that. And it's like, no, they're not. That's a completely logical reaction to gun violence. I think it's, it's a reaction that's not necessarily, I don't know. It's a reaction. And I don't think it's a stupid reaction. It's a logical reaction. I don't actually agree with it. I don't agree with it, but I don't think it's stupid. And to act like it's stupid or that you don't understand why people would feel that way after a mass shooting, that's silly and, and shows a lack of awareness. It shows that you're not even that secure in your own argument. If you think, if you can't understand why somebody would react to that kind of situation, you know, by wanting to restrict guns, or, or you know, just eliminate them entirely, as if that's possible, and, you know, I, I think it goes, it goes deep. I mean, for all the reasons I said, you know, as long as one person has a gun, I have trouble believing that anybody should be denied that right, within reason. Obviously, people who have already shown themselves capable of chaotic violence, you know, felons, things like that, I, I think, you know, I think there is a, a time and a place for restriction. You know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I believe they should be handed out. But, uh, you know, to, to act like you don't understand, like if you're on the right wing or it's not even necessarily the right, just if you're on the, if you consider yourself pro-gun and like you act like people are stupid for wanting to have severe restrictions on guns or certain types of guns, well, you know, can you at least, you got to at least understand why people react that way to terrifying and tragic events. You know, I don't agree with them, but I at least understand where they're coming from. But then, you know, it's like I was talking about the wall thing, not to get into the, onto that again, but it's like, it's kind of similar to me where it's, it's like when the left acts like they don't understand why people want walls around their country, around their neighborhood, around their house, in their house. I mean, a playpen. A playpen's like a border wall. But, uh, no, but to act like, you know, when you see these ancient villages, these ancient cities in different parts of the world, and they all have walls. When you see, you know, a medieval town, a castle, there are cities that still exist in the Middle East, ancient cities, ancient towns. The, you know, there's, um, we find ancient architecture. We see old drawings. You know, we, we see walls continually and we know why they exist. Because sometimes bad people or, or simply people who want something of yours or people who you're at war with, they'll come a-knocking. And it's something that's played out, even with neighboring tribes who have more in common than they don't, than they have different. They build walls themselves, you know. So it's just, it's kind of a silly thing to act like you don't understand, at least on a historical level, why that's in our in, in our minds. 
And it's not like we ever stopped building them. You know, it's not like we ever stopped building walls. So it's not like it's something ancient that somebody rediscovered and they were like, let's reinvent that. It's like it's, they've always been there. And you don't have to agree. You know, I'm not sure exactly how I feel. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't even really have an opinion right now on the border thing. But uh, I've just kind of, I don't, I don't have the space in my brain to think about that right now. But I do know that it's like, just to demonize somebody for simply thinking that a country needs a wall just shows a poor understanding of anthropology, if nothing else. Shows a poor understanding of human psychology. And to make people out to be de uh, demons, I was going to say demonic demons, total redundancy. But to make people out to be demons for, you know, doing what people have always done, yeah, I don't think that's the right argument to make. Just like I don't think the right argument to make is to treat people like they're stupid for wanting guns to be restricted when guns have been used by citizens to do something horrible, you know? Try to understand it. You don't have to agree. Like, people don't seem to understand <laughs> that understanding is not agreement. Like, I always make it a point, and I'm not always successful, but I do always make it a point when I find myself getting into a debate to understand the point that the other person is making. I don't always understand it. Sometimes I do jump to conclusions. But I try to at least understand the point they're making. Because if I don't, I can't possibly expect them to understand the point I'm making. But at no point does that... Does that imply agreement in the same way that I understand why people want gun restrictions and I don't think they're dumb for thinking that I understand why people want to build border walls and I don't think they're dumb or evil for thinking that not for that reason at least you know not to say dumb people don't think certain things but thinking those things on their own doesn't make somebody dumb and so just trying to understand where people come from especially when it you know I don't know people and people choose to you know see what they want you know that's a that's goes into the whole narrative thing and when you play the game you're inevitably going to do that by even playing the game at all, you are making a decision to see things a certain way. And I think that's why you have to be careful when you find yourself playing it, because it does feel good temporarily. But what I see, like when I see people playing this game with these events, when I see people swinging their ping pong rackets blindly at nothing, saying, I hit it, I scored a point. And the other person says, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And then they swing and they say, look, I scored a point. Meanwhile, there's not even a scoreboard. Not even a scoreboard available to keep track of their non-existent points that they think they made with their non-existent ball, you know? And when I see that happening, though, I'm like, you are making yourself sick. And you might be making other people sick. Because you're inviting them to play that same game. And even if people don't play it, they still see what you're doing. 
I don't feel sick because of it, you know, because I, I, I see it all the time. You know, I see people doing it all the time. It does bother me when it's tragedy. It does bother me when people were murdered. 18 people, I guess, in this case, when you combine them. And then, you know, with the latest one, of course, it's like, you know, you can recognize patterns in that if you want. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read up on it enough. But, I mean, this morning, I mean, the whole reason I, I heard about it is because I heard there was a shooting yesterday, another one. I heard that a narrative was already being crafted. And then, I guess today, the name of the shooter came out. And, you know, I got online and I saw, I simply saw an, an Arabic name trending. It didn't have any other context didn't have any other information. It was simply an Arabic-sounding name. And my first thought was, I bet that's the shooter. Not because of his name, because I was like, either this is going to turn out to be like some Syrian politician I've never heard of, because that happens. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll look online and I'll see like under the trending section, like some, you know, Middle Eastern name and it turns out to be like some Iranian minister of defense I've never heard of who made some comment about the US you know whatever it is but when I saw this one I was like this is gonna be trending because it turned out this guy wasn't what people immediately thought and it turns out his background can be used to volley the invisible ping-pong ball back in the opposite direction. And sure enough, that's what it was. Sure enough, you know, that's exactly what it was. That's all I got to say about that, though, is just, you know, it's, it, there's a very clear game being played, and I don't think, I think when you play that game, you make yourself sick. You're probably already sick. And you run the risk of making other people sick. You increase the hostility between people. I mean, I, I guarantee you there's family members. I guarantee you there's there's people in relationships, there's friends who are already hanging on a wire right now. You know, people who are already, you know, just the tension of, of coronavi, the last year of hostility, of, of doom and gloom, People are already hanging by a thread in some of their relationships, and then now they have a whole new thing to argue about. Choose your own mass shooter. Is it the potentially, you know, racist, sex addict, white loser? Or is it the religious fundamentalist, Muslim terrorist? Oh, excuse me, uh, he's actually, he, he's not religiously motivated, he's spiritually motivated. He's not a religious person, he's a spiritual person. How come nobody's ever made that joke? Maybe they have. Turns out I haven't heard every joke that everybody's made. <laughs> I just assume people haven't made it, but... He's not a religiously motivated shooter. He's a spiritually motivated shooter. But, uh... Yeah, it's just it's that sort of thing where it's just, I think... I just think about the people who have to argue with their significant others about this stuff. Because the last time I had a serious girlfriend was like leading up to the 2016 election, and that was bad enough. I can't even imagine what it's like now if you don't see eye to eye on some of these things, or 
you know, and, and seeing eye to eye, it turns out, isn't even like playing the game. Because, I mean, there's there's couples who are playing the game against each other. There's couples who are playing the game, or one of them's pretending to be on the same side, but secretly they feel differently. But, I mean, I can't even imagine being indifferent about any one of these hot-button topics with a, a, significant, a significant other who's passionate about it. Because even being indifferent or ambivalent or understanding someone else's logic, who you might not agree with, but simply understanding it, even that can cause problems. Like, like if I'm, I'm glad that I'm not going to marry my Buddhist Republican girlfriend. I'm glad I haven't actually met her yet. Because I know that she would be very pro-gun. I know that she would be posting many things online defending AR-15 ownership. And if I were to say to her, you know, I agree with you, but I understand the anti-gun logic too, she would snap my head off. So I'm glad I haven't met her yet. I'm glad things are going to cool down. I'm going to lose more hair, get more ripped, and I'm going to have this young Buddhist Republican girlfriend in about 10 years. But things are gonna, the, the climate's going to cool down a little bit to where she's not going to you know, snap my head off for, uh, for uh, having a different, for at least understanding, you know, somebody else's attitude about something. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, you know. I think it'll be a good time overall. But, you know, I wanted to talk about something else, which is, uh... Okay, getting a phone call from Miles. Hold on. Children can run free. 